Talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a wild country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra Conversations in the Capital. Today, inside One Up, I am joined by co-owner of Reload, Jim Andrews. Created from a love of great games, great drinks, and great parties, Reload Bar is the number one destination for those wanting to accompany their nights out with non-stop gaming action, from old-school arcade machines to modern gaming consoles. Located in the Sydney building, this spot has since expanded even further, opening up additional venues of One Up and Token at the turn of the decade. Having been there since the start, Jim has witnessed this unique locale grow alongside Canberra's nightlife. Leading the charge of this one-stop entertainment destination, he has created an environment which allows one to truly make the most of their evenings out in the nation's capital. Jim, hello, how are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? I am not too bad at all. This has been a very fun hour so far. We've just had a look around the place. You yeah. know? I haven't been back since 1UP has opened, since Token has opened. Explain to me the difference between the three venues now. We've got 1UP, we have Reload, we have Token. What are each of them? What are they about? Yeah, so obviously Reload is our original venue and it was uh, the original sort of video game bar concept for Canberra which focused on, on console gamings and it, it changed over time to get a bit more of a nightclub feel as we sort of figured out what our customers wanted and where our space in the Canberra hospitality scene was. So the dance floor became more and more a part of that. The second venue was Token. Mm-hmm. That was born out of a need to have a good food offering. We knew that food was important and we knew that customers' tastes had changed and we decided that we'd do it ourselves. There it is. Uh, like a barcade and, and restaurants. So the food offering there is sort of like American Cajun soul food. It's juicy burgers and wings <laughs> and Cajun f- loaded fries, patain, yeah, those man. sort of things. Yeah. And we filled it up with arcade machines and pinballs as well. <laughs> Ravi had a love of pinballs from his youth. There it is. And so sort of a bit of a rock and roll sort of concept <laughs> there too, you know. But another real benefit of that was that we were able to provide a space for those reload customers that maybe didn't enjoy the louder reload, you know, mm. the more nightclub-y reload. Yeah, yeah. They could sit in token and have a chat, you know, have a drink, still have that same video game, pop culture sort of ambiance <laughs> without, you know, sort of their eardrums exploding. That's it. They're next to each other and then you go up the stairs and you go to one up. And that's where we are here. Yeah, so one up, we added one up just after COVID, really. Mm-hmm. Mark had the idea for that one and he had always wanted to do pool tables. The space had been sitting empty for for a couple of years. I'd closed the barracks down, so we decided, let's do it. Let's there go. It is, let's right? expand. And we got all three. Now you've mentioned some names and you've mentioned some 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 key points here on the timeline, right? We got Ravi, we got Mark, we got barracks. Give me some of the history behind Reload. It's been eight years already. Mm. Not just Reload itself, but what led up to Reload, right? We've got bad barracks up here, all the different things. Yeah, so sort of the story of Reload does begin with, with the barracks, which was a um, internet cafe video game center that I ran from 2004 until 2019. Yeah, wow. um, I believe it was the longest, at the time of closing, it was the longest running game center in Australia that I could find. It was hardcore PC gaming, 40 PCs. It was downstairs next to the pancake parlor. And <laughs> around 20, 20, late 2013 or maybe early 2014, that's when I met Ravi. Mm. He sort of found me at the, at, the, at the barracks, at the internet cafe. 
and it was sort of in decline at that point. It had mm. hit the sort of high watermark. Smartphones had really like eaten into yeah. our market, and of course, people had you know internet connections at home more <laughs> and more, and so we were sort of struggling, slowly going going down. And Ravi was just back from the UK where he lived for you know a couple of decades, and looking to do something here. And um, he knew the landlord of this building mm. and knew that there was a space up here, and he suggested to me that I might want to check it out, and so. I did and I thought this this is suitable upstairs here there you go and then uh, along the way he said have you ever thought of opening a video game bar and I had in fact we had (laughs) tried we had tried a temporary liquor license oh really uh, at the barracks a couple of times Mm -hmm. but the sort of the idea of having like a permanent liquor license was just sort of too big for me you know and it was hard to like administer it and, and all of these things and so at Tossolini's Cafe, Bailey's Corner, at Salita <laughs> now. We got together yeah. weekly and fleshed out a business plan for a few months, and then we decided we were gonna do it. And so we originally were gonna build it up here in this room yeah. where we are now, but in the end we couldn't do it up here because it would have required a new license. And getting a oh, new license sure. is quite hard. And yeah. you have to meet fire codes. You know, we would have had to install sprinkler systems and it would have cost us a bomb of money. Yeah. Even, you know, before putting in any single piece of furniture or any sort of <laughs> fitting. Yeah. And um, we were sort of like, what are we going to do for a couple of weeks? And then we got the opportunity to move in downstairs where it was Envy Nightclub and it wasn't really doing very well. We talked to the landlord and he talked to the owner and we took over the lease. There you go. And we were able to walk in there and it was a big gamble because the rent was like triple. Yeah, the space sure, was sure, much sure. bigger. It was ground floor. It was a big gamble, but we walked into a bar that already had, you know, beer taps, it already had glassware, it already had the booze, the benches, you know. So we spent a frantic sort of three weeks. <laughs> Basically, we bought a lot of consoles yeah. and we put in a lot of LED lighting and gave it like a Tron sort of theme. And we spent a frantic three weeks opening it and ran our preload event um, oh, yeah, in nice. late November 2014, preload. Yeah. Preload, yeah, yeah. it's good, yeah. <laughs> so the theme at that point, the concept was a, a video game cocktail bar. Mm. We kind of worked out, you know, that that was gonna have to change a little bit. Like it is, it is still that, but a lot of people said, but isn't there, how are people gonna play video games when they've got a drink in their hand? Yeah. And we're like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we did have to adjust our concept. We had, you know, six PCs, in the dance floor to begin with. We had video gaming PCs that were, you know, sort of waving the flag about more serious esports stuff and trying to get the PC market. But they they sort of caused problems as well. PCs are, right. are tricky compared to consoles. Especially consoles, when there's alcohol involved, just yeah, throw out a side as well, people right? Yeah. Spill stuff in the keyboards more than once, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> they were the first to go. Yeah. We got rid of the PCs and we started building a dance floor. Grew that side of things, got in the giant Jenga. Yep. That was important. I right? remember the giant Jenga. That's how we I built our, that. Yeah. That's how we built our dance floor. That's, yeah. that's how we built a dance scene. That wow. reload with giant Jenga. We would put the giant Jenga out there. People would start playing. They'd start And then they'd start boogieing a little and bit. Go, yeah. And then at some point, we'd just try and get rid of it. And the DJs had this, <laughs> the DJs had this love-hate relationship with the Jenga because they knew it started it. Yeah. But then at a certain point, it got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. So. That, that feels like some sort of like trade secret. You know, you want to start a dance floor, you know, just bring out the giant Jenga first and then get the people going. Oh, man. And so that, that, that was you and Ravi. And then at some point, Mark arrived. Yeah, so that's right. So 
at the end of our first full year of trading 2015, our, our manager mm-hmm. um, quit. We thought it was a disaster. Okay. Because Ravi and I were not hospitality people mm. at all. I had done video games my whole life and, and Ravi was a developer and neither of us was hospo. And yeah. so from the onset, we knew that we needed to hire a good manager, you know, and he had helped us make the menu and do all of these things and taught us, you know, we were there working every night, but he taught us sort of everything. And we were like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Actually, it was a good thing. You know, this is one of those things where you never know where, you know, in adversity, you know, the opposite side of it is, is opportunity. Yeah. Um, because that's when Mark came into yeah. into this reload story. We advertised for a position of a manager and Mark answered the ad. And at first I wasn't sure when we interviewed him, I thought this guy definitely knows his stuff. Mm. But I'm not sure he's one of us. Is he, <laughs> is he a gamer? He kind of looks a bit more like a footballer. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and I asked him if he was into games and stuff. Yeah. And he rolled up his sleeve. And he has a full sleeve Warhammer 40,000 tattoo oh, wow. with these like space marines and yeah. titans, you know, and chaos <laughs> marines battling. And I'm an old 40K player. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he gets but it. But there it is. Yeah. He gets it. He transformed the business yeah. very, very quickly. Just expanded Man. what we could do, yeah. keep the bar moving. Because we used to have these huge crowds backed up at the bar, you know, like waiting to get a drink. He just made it so much more efficient. We wouldn't be around today without without Mark's input. For sure. To say. There is so many different functions and events that is currently on offer. Tell me about some of them, the ones that you really enjoy. We try to reach out to a lot of communities and do a lot of sort of theme nights. And in fact, that's always been a really important part of the Reload story. The way that we built the business in the first place was to reach out. We knew that there were game developers, you know, makers, people who, you know, drones, people who <laughs> like do 3D printing, cosplayers, yeah. you know, casters, esports people, developers. So reaching out to all these communities was a really important part of the thing. And that's always something that we've kept front and center, even though we don't do quite so many of those events anymore but what we what we do now is a lot of sort of themed nights so we are we have a great night called oh my goth (laughs) which is sort of there's been a there's been a sort of an an alternative industrial goth scene in Canberra for a long time it used to be a night a night called chrome and Mm -hmm. we have some of the people that were involved in chrome sort of carrying on that that tradition and doing oh my goth that's a really fun one the music's fantastic the crowd is great yeah. you know it's something really special the, the staff get into it and get on the eyeliner <laughs> you know all of that. wear a lot of black yeah it's a lot of fun um we're doing sort of k-pop nights these days and and and, and country pop nights you know are good we've got an emo pop and punk night yeah. as well called dirty secret so we've sort of built up this sort of rotating carousel of like themed nights where we get to decorate the place Probably the the funnest night of the year is Halloween. Yeah, we sure. always go all out on Halloween. We've spent like thousands and thousands on decorations over the years and we just have so many decorations stored away <laughs> now and Mark really gets into it too. Yeah. So we this year we spent the whole previous week decorating for Halloween. We had staff yeah, in, you know, man. Reload was this huge like spider's lair with just <laughs> spider web everywhere and gruesome stuff hanging down. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of fun and it's a big night too. It's bigger than New Year's Eve actually because yeah. people come out 
come out early and they stay out. And we're getting back into gear, running our more traditional video game comps. Mm-hmm. Halo, we're doing yeah. Hearthstone. We do FIFA comps pretty regularly. We do Mario Kart. COVID kind of changed things. Of course. We used to run a lot of tournaments leading up to that, but we've been getting back into gear with that sort of over the last six months. So I do love running the events. That's where I come from. I used to run a lot of competitions at the barracks, used to run World Cyber Games qualifiers for Counter-Strike and Dota, hmm. did a lot of League of Legends events, eSports events at the University of Canberra and ANU. Yeah. Um, we had a spin-off business that was Reload eSports for a number of years yeah, did that sort go. of stuff. So that's kind of where... You know where my heart is. No, you know, is. you know. So I, I enjoy those a lot. That's amazing. Did the because for those that may not know, there is a TARDIS currently parked outside of this bar. Yeah. Did that come from one of the events? No. No. That just that, that just showed up one day. The TARDIS. Yes, just <laughs> yeah, showed yeah. up one day <laughs> with this weird whomping noise. You know, it just materialized. No, actually, we found the TARDIS at a junkyard in Queanbeyan. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, that TARDIS used to live in Turner. Yep. And I think it's the same house that has all the Lego. Sure. And he yeah. has a Superman yeah. phone booth as well. The history I pieced together is that it was built like by a men's shed sort sure, of place. Sure, sure. It's very well constructed. Mm. And it was there for years um, in this in this bloke's front yard. And unfortunately it got vandalized oh. um, one night and, and it never got repaired. And eventually I think his wife made him get rid of it. Mm. It ended up at this wreckers and a friend of ours called us up because he had seen it there. Actually, he posted something on social media. Yeah. And we were like, take that down. <laughs> we didn't want anyone else to see it. <laughs> we didn't want anyone else to see it. And we went out there and we talked, to the, we talked to the guy and we said, we love it. You know, we'll give it a good home. We'll fix it up. He was not really keen to part with it, but all of his employees wanted it gone because it was in the way. And he called us back a few days later and he goes, oh, look, if you're going to give it a good home, then come and get it. Oh. So we chucked it on a flatbed truck brought it over here and spent a you know week fixing it up painting it andrew barr came and got some he was in the he was in the back yep. taking some photos for the verity lane market yep. you know yep. opening and he saw it and came over got a photo op very nice yeah. very nice we, we reconnected the electrics and and we can serve out of it we fixed it up so that oh you can serve out yeah. of it yeah oh that's amazing we fixed it up to be a bar for functions as well wow yeah that is i did not know that it's that good, is amazing good that's so cool yeah How we've got good. a portable tap beer system we can put in it wow yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even stuff like that, right? There's so many, there's so many things you guys are doing. All these extra programs, like you've mentioned, so many the esports, the cosplaying, all of this. It's been so many years now of you running this, its equivalents, all of that. What are some particularly fun memories that come back once you start reflecting and reminiscing? Probably Pokemon Go. Yeah. When Pokemon Go came out, <laughs> yeah. that was a special time. It was really, really cool. So this, I was never that much into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just a little bit too old sure, to catch the Pokemon sure. craze. All yeah. my friends um, that I met at the barracks that were sort of three, four years younger were right into it. I was mm-hmm. just a that little bit too young. Right. Of course, I know, you know, Pikachu and Squirtle and Charizard and all that. Yeah. But in any case, when Pokemon Go came out, I thought, man, there's got to be a way that we can surely use this. Yeah. You know, that we can like... We've got, to, we've got to be able to, to, to ride this somehow. Yeah. And, and I installed the app and I went downstairs and I realized there was not one, not two, but three poker stops that what? you could access while sitting In inside Reload. Reload. Wow. Yeah, so they're out there on the verge. There's uh, two power boxes, one, one um, down there near where the bus, uh, the train station is now and the other one at the other end near the intersection with uh, London Circuit. Yep. And then out the back, 
there's a big power substation that was also a poker stop. And so what we did to begin with was we ran a deal where you'd come into Reload and catch Pokemon and get a free drink for every 10 Pokemon you caught. Wow. So people would just sit there at the bar just <laughs> flinging Pokeballs, farming, you know... <laughs> What's that bird one? Pidgeys? Pidgeys. Farming Pidgeys. Farming Pidgeys. You know, and getting free drinks. And man, did it work. Man, we would never been busier. Wow. That was our first, that yeah. was our first like boom time. And then we took it further. We, we teamed up with a couple of guys that had run a, a t-shirt printing business. Okay. And we ran... Poker bus tours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we got Pikachu onesies from Zing for all the staff, mm -hmm. and then we rented this tour bus. Yeah. And I had a childhood friend who, him and his father, ran the Canberra Party Bus, which oh, was yeah. a bus you could rent That's and drive it. around yeah. and drink on. And so we rented the Party Bus, and we figured out where all the best poker stops were, and then we worked out this circuit so people would buy a ticket to go on a poker bus tour, and we would drive up to like the War Memorial and farm there, and then we'd go down to the Parliamentary Triangle. The Parliamentary Triangle was the juice, yeah, you know. And so we many pigeons, man. Hit up all of these, and and so we parked the bus. And it was like a like a tour group, like in yeah. Italy. It's like people would get off and wander around, and I'd be running around with a Pikachu onesie, you know, and a whistle, yeah, basically like. And Five minutes, you know, and we'd have drinks on the bus. You know, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And then at the end of it, we'd bring them all back to reload, and this bus with like you know, eighty people or wherever. It was a big bus, a double double bus, mini yeah. bus, and this bus would like just empty outside of reload, and then we'd have a monster night. Huh. You know, right. so we ran we ran three or four of those tours. The guys, the t-shirt guys, sold a Canberra Poker Bus tour. You know. So that was a, that was a yeah. special time. That was amazing. That that honestly, it, it genuinely was like yeah. At, at the time, I was still I was still doing things at Questacon myself, and yeah, at the, those three flagpoles outside the ceremonial oh, entrance, yeah. Pokestops yeah, 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 as well. Yeah. They were a stop. Man, that that entire thing brought people together. It was, that was something. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and I don't know if we will again. No, honestly. I don't think so. And I got right into it too. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome, you know. And if only they could have brought out the like the battling. Yeah, sooner you know yeah. at that point you could just you couldn't really like there's no gyms yeah. or anything like that we're wondering whether we should try and do some pokemon go related stuff again um but yeah they're just seeing hordes of people wandering around the city not anything to do with us you just would <laughs> see people walking around people were so friendly yeah people bumping into each other you know it was it was really something and else. hey it capitalized yeah that's what yeah. that is that's for right. sure. Amazing. Well, it was important for us, you know, but yeah. you've got to take these opportunities. Exactly. When you find them or, you know, or else you just That's wither, it. wither away. Oh, there, there, there's that many Pidgeys if no one else takes chance of them. <laughs> well, Pidgeys to find. <laughs> I love the memes about like, just like a grinder. Yeah. Just people just grinding <laughs> up, just feeding Pidgeys <laughs> into the sausage grinder. <laughs> Poor Pidgey. It is no secret that this city has evolved a lot from a nightlife perspective mm. in these last, like, I look, even like almost decade, you know, like the nightlife that was in Canberra in 2013 was, is not what it is like right now in the mm. year 2023. Yeah. As someone who's been 
there and seeing a lot of it throughout. What are some key observations that you have come across throughout this evolving nightlife scene in the nation's capital? It's improved. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it's definitely improved. I mean, look, back in the day, you basically had, you know, you had Mooseheads on one side and you had sort of Mesh, ICBM on the other and a lot of buyers in between that more or less, greater or lesser degree, some of them, you know, good buyers, but sort of survived, you know, on the overflow between those two anchor tenants. Yeah. And they were all like pretty similar and they were just sort of traditional, you know, sort of meat market style <laughs> nightclubs, right? And of course, Braddon's been the big game changer and I think in hipster culture. So that's been, it's, it's, it's been a hard thing for this building. Mm. This building has sort of been in the wilderness for quite a long time. So, you know, a treehouse opened uh, in like 2013. They opened just a year before us. They opened here when it was still kind of the strip. But then, you know, all those other places closed down. Mm. Mesh closed down um, due to a disagreement, you know, with the landlords. They couldn't work it out. And, and, um, trade started going away and then a lot of places in Braddon sort of started taking it you know offering like small bars variety you know more upmarket high class sort of you know high quality finishes and and food as well and people's tastes changed and they wanted to eat (laughs) they wanted to eat as well as to drink and so this building has been taking quite a long time to find itself again and it is again now so we we were fortunate that we were always like a bit of a destination mm-hmm. and we were a you know, niche. We knew what we were about. And so the fact that we didn't have a great deal of walk by traffic didn't really hurt us sure. that much. We were able to cope. We were able to survive where sadly Treehouse really wasn't able mm. to ultimately. The government knows that this area is, has been neglected for, for some time. Yeah. And there's a push now to sort of, and has been for a number of years actually, and it ties in with the tram as well, to revitalise this area. And that's now leading to a refurbishment of Verity Lane. Yeah, I love um, it. Which we've you know, been a part of, I'm proud to say, we've been a part of that sort of story by running a lot of outdoor uh, events and activations out there for the last few years to show that this is a really cool space. It's a really unique space in Canberra. Um, Has the kind of people who have come to Reload changed throughout these years? Yeah, I'd say they have. Um, There used to be more of just sort of hardcore gamer crowd, I think, particularly like in the very early days, the barracks gave us, you know, a foot in. We had like already a social media presence and we could broadcast that. But it was definitely people that were really into gaming that sort of came a lot in the earlier days. We've branched out and become, and as gaming's become more mainstream as yeah. well as, as as we have. So we we have more of an alternative crowd. The crowd was always pretty alternative, but, you know, more people with, like, dyed hair and all of those sort of <laughs> things that don't necessarily identify as gamers, mm. but they, they they dig what we're into. And we've expanded from being a video gaming bar to a bar that's about video games and pop culture. Yeah, great. You know, if it's, if it's Star Wars, if it's Star Trek, Doctor Who, superheroes, we are the home for that. You yeah, know, that's come, come see us and you'll find people that, uh, into the might not be into the same thing as you, but they're on the same wavelength. If money wasn't a factor, yeah, do you have anything on a wish list for these three venues right now that you might add to them too, or improve them? Yeah, look, I mean, I would love to have like always can have better better sounds, you know, <laughs> yeah. better speakers, better lighting, 
you know, it would be really cool. I've, I've wanted to put in a, a brilliant audio system, VR-related stuff too. Although we tried, we pushed really hard in VR for a while and we found it just didn't really work in a hospitality space. It's too isolating. Sure, sure. Um, augmented reality, on the other hand. Oh, hello. You know, and we've yeah, actually made an augmented reality app. Um, huh. We did a software, we did, we did a VR and AR company for a while too. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Ravi and I that. with a, a local <laughs> developer um, and we made a, an app called Reload BR, so nice, B-A-R, nice. Yeah. Um, where you could scan QR codes that were around the place and it would build like a, you'd, you'd get a, a map of the bar on your phone, like a huh. 3D graphic yeah, of the sure. bar. We had various posters around that would become animated, you know, which was pretty fun. And yeah. those sort of games you could play. So like an awesome sort of AR experience, but it's very firmly in the sort of indulgent of course, category. Of course, yeah. Know. Well, I've been asking this question to everyone this season so far. Do you have a controversial opinion about the ACT that you would like to throw my way? Yeah, sure. So um, this is, you know, a lot of people don't like all the, the densification and the apartments that have gone up, mm-hmm. you know, in Canberra. You see a lot of complaints yeah. about that on pages like sort of Canberra Notice Board. And, sure, oh, sure. It used to be so beautiful. I look at all the car parks and the lawns. I think it's great. Oh, myself. yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I love, I live in Belconnen, um in, in Everett, so I'm not in an apartment myself. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you so. Know, don't want to sound like a, don't want to sound like a NIMBY, but I love seeing, I love seeing the towers in Belconnen. Yeah. You know, because I remember it just used to be so dead. You know, there was, there was nothing. And I, I, I had an internet cafe that I tried to run in Tuggeranong, an expansion there. It was dead after five. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't viable. And, and Canberra does need to grow up, not out. We can't keep on sprawling you know sort of forever and bringing more and more apartments and things into the city and some people love that stuff and if I was young you know I would definitely want to live in an apartment near the city if I was younger but I'm a bit older and my wife loves to garden you know (laughs) Um, but you know it's great for the environment it's good for business it means that you know there's there's viable cafes and eateries and 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 bars and things you know in Belconnen more than there kind of ever ever used to be Mm. you know there's this one little spot um, in Belconnen where they've got a Woolies Metro and you go up these stairs yeah another one yeah you're in Sydney. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool, you know. <laughs> Canberra's always been perceived as being sort of, you know, boring. A lot of people sort of leave it. And that sort of buzz, that, that more urban buzz, you know, right just near us, we've got the Mayfair. And that's enabled, you know, sort of No Name Lane and these other businesses down there. All sorts of food businesses and, and coffee shops and everything. Um, that buzz help, and energy helps to attract people and to help to make a, a viable urban centre. Yeah, fair enough. Let's look towards the future. We're recording this in January, 2023. What is on the horizon for Reload and all of its accompanying venues going forwards? Just uh, sort of consolidating on what we've done. Yeah. We've run out of room to expand <laughs> yeah, here sure. for now. There is no more Sydney no building more, left. <laughs> there's, well, there's more Sydney building. Oh, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no more in our little, in our little bit. Sure. Um, what we're looking forward to here is that we've been waiting for a number of years for things. We've been waiting for the train to come. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for Verity Lane Market to open. And we've been waiting for some of these empty premises around us to fill up. Yeah. And we've been waiting for the laneway. You know, all these things now have come to fruition and we just want to keep improving. Keep building. Keep consolidating and improving our venues. 
No, that's amazing. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, just and keep, then who knows? Who knows? Keep who chipping knows at it. That's that. it. But we're not planning it. to open any more venues no. in the near term. <laughs> not sitting down for another three months outside a cafe, just planning another, <laughs> another note. <laughs> Fair enough. Not right now. And finally, Jim, the floor is all yours. Is there any final things you'd like to say for those listening? It's been a real pleasure to be part of the sort of the reload story uh, and been great to be on this podcast. Um, I've been pretty fortunate that I've been, you know, sort of able to make a sort of career out of gaming, but it wouldn't have been possible without the support of a lot of people along the way. You know, the people at at, at Games Plus, the communities that supported us, the makers, the people at the Innovation Network, help from the ACT government with events, you know, our neighbours, Treehouse Bar helped us a lot in the early days. All these, and all the different communities, all the gamers, anyone who ever came to Reload, supported the bar, you know, bought a drink, came to our events, came to New Year's Eve, (laughs) you know, and showed love. A lot of love because it was a lot of work for a lot of years with not a lot of money yeah. and but it was the love and the community that sort of you know kept us pushing on so and ultimately it is that right yes. community that love from the community that's, that, that's what's going to keep you going too that's right i'm sure of jim thank you so much for this chat today it's been so much fun it's been a pleasure it's been a lot of fun folks my name is henry and from one up in the sydney building this has been canberra conversations in the capital stay safe Be kind, and we'll see you very soon.